I'm Mickey Curling, and this is the third podcast from the Land Rover G4 Challenge. This week we're in Sucre in Bolivia at 2,700 metres above sea level. Stage three of this challenge has taken us from Rio to the stunning mountain terrain of the Andes. Now I could spend half an hour trying to explain this challenge to you, but let's get the expert to do it. Nikki Davis is the event director of the Land Rover G4 Challenge. The challenge is an adventure competition that has 4x4 driving at its absolute heart, but it involves a lot of other adventure activities such as kayaking, mountain biking, climbing, abseiling. But it also involves a lot of orienteering, navigation, and some sort of inventive thinking. They get through a lot of problems that they need to solve along the way. So physical fitness, mental agility, that's what it's all about. So who can compete and who is here competing? Um, it's open to general public, so anybody can apply. You don't need to be a Land Rover owner or anything. Um, and the 18 individuals that are here competing are from 18 different countries and a very different backgrounds. We have lifeguards, we have nutritionists, we've got a paramedic, we've got a Dutch army gentleman. So a real mix of backgrounds. And they age between 25 and 50 so you know a big good age spread as well and what can they win they win a brand new Range Rover um, so first across the line on the final day uh, near to Pisa slaps the bonnet walks away with a brand new Range Rover so how long does the event go for uh, the event lasts for four weeks it's made up of four stages we uh, went to Asia for the first two stages so we started off in Bangkok in Thailand then moved into Laos carried up, in, up into the north of Laos for stage two then we flew all the way across to South America Rio de Janeiro is our gateway city so we spent stage three in Rio and then on to Bolivia and then stage four is completely in Bolivia in this week's podcast we'll hear how the competitors have coped with the altitude and the tough challenge it was amazing, really very incredible to, to jump from the bridge. I feel my stomach in my mouth. I finish completely destroyed. We'll hear more from Sam and her colleagues in camp. And we went through customs. There was a really crazy guy who had the craziest voice. And of course, there's more from our old friend, Waldo. Okay, the gun goes to zip. Turn off the head torch before you show the world what you're doing. Ooh, a safe landing is just about made. In a week's time, at the end of Stage 4, we'll know which of these guys has won the Land Rover G4 Challenge and, of course, the Range Rover. Hello, my name is Pablo Guratini. I am from Argentina. I'm Elena McMaster and I'm from Australia. Hello, I'm Chris Janssen. I'm coming from Belgium. I'm Nora from Brazil. My name is Claribet Vega. I come from Costa Rica. My name is uh, Jean-Baptiste Calais. I'm coming from France. Hello, my name is Robert Schweiger. I'm in Germany. I'm Michael Tsautos. I come from Greece. Hi, I'm Gary Robertson. I'm from Ireland. My name is Marco Martinusek. I'm from Italy. Okay, I'm Tak Sugiyama from Japan. I'm Thais Martinsev from the Netherlands. My name is Dmitry Timochin. I am from Russia. My name is Martin Dreyer and I'm from South Africa. I am Gabriel Maldonado from Spain. Hello, I'm Vita. I'm from Taiwan. Turkey. Hi there, I'm Brian Reynolds, uh, representing the United Kingdom in the Land Rover G4 Challenge. So how do they think the challenge has gone so far? We grabbed a word with them towards the end of their third week on the road. It's been an excellent challenge so far. Um, tough at times, but always enjoyable. I'm loving every day. 
Oh, I've just had a ball on this challenge. The G4 challenge has been great. I mean, it's been such an experience. I've never done anything like this before. I mean, I've done lots of adventure races and stuff, but I've never travelled like this for a competition and just going to all these different places and doing a whole lot of different events, um, horse riding, abseiling, running, mountain biking. It's just been fantastic. It's the best experience I've had in my life. Um, it's been very very worthwhile the people have been fantastic and um the scenery has just been breathtaking i mean we've been going the last few days up and down these huge mountain passes in the land rovers and it's just been phenomenal i mean every corner you think that's the most beautiful scene i've seen ever and then around the next corner is the next best beautiful scene you've ever seen the the last couple of weeks were just perfect they were amazing right I had so, so many experiences and wonderful places that I visited, wonderful people that I met. And so it was just incredible. I cannot complain about being here and I'm just happy. And I think I'm starting to feel a little bit sad because it's, we are getting to the last week. So it's finishing. So it's really sad. In the last three weeks, we've travelled from Bangkok in Thailand through Laos to Luang Prabang. Then last weekend, we flew to Rio for the start of Stage 3. Sam Lloyd is our reporter who has the pleasure of camping with the competitors, and this is her diary from the last week. Okay, it's been 38 hours since we left Luang Prabang. We had to stop in Joburg, and we just sat on the tarmac for about four hours because there was a problem getting the kit. But now we have arrived in Rio de Janeiro, a little bit feeling worse for wear. We've just landed in Santa Cruz, Bolivia after a three and a half hour flight from Rio de Janeiro. We've been given the most amazing traditional welcome from the local people. Um, they're playing music, they're greeting us with little hats which they're pinning onto our clothes. And here we are now for the next stage of the Land Rover G4 Challenge. Well, it's Wednesday and I have been totally astounded by the sights I've seen today. This country is absolutely beautiful. And the terrain changes around every corner. I mean, the roads we're going around, we're climbing higher and higher up into the mountains. We're getting to a higher altitude, which is a kind of strange experience. But today we went to one of the competitions called Geo Falls. And literally I was walking through this forest and before me was a 30-foot waterfall and a sandy beach, and it was just absolutely stunning. This is a podcast from the Land Rover G4 Challenge 2006. I'm Mickey Curling at HQ in Sucre at the end of Stage 3, and so much has happened this week that Southeast Asia seems like a lifetime ago. We are now producing after two stages set in the beautiful country of Laos, it was off to the challenge's next location, a gruelling non-stop 40-hour journey to the city that loves to party, Rio de Janeiro. With its sandy beaches and beautiful ocean, this vibrant Brazilian city is the perfect backdrop for the start of stage three, as contestants made their way to the famous Copacabana Beach for the dreaded team selection. Here we are for the third time. Laura, a lot of pressure, home crowd. You've been with Alina twice. Are you going to change? I think the Land Rover for Challenge is not only the competition. It's about friendship, respect, teamwork and team spirit, so I will choose Martin. 
Kogan. For the third stage, I chose Dimitri because he's so cool guy for you know the outdoor sports. He knows very well you know the, what he wants to do, and at the same time, I want to you know to see my limits. Uh, the previous you know the two stages, I was pulling you know the, my team, and I'm gonna push you know the, myself to test you know the, my limits. And then it was straight into competition. We're privileged in the fact that we've got the first driving competition on Copacabana Beach ever. But in true Land Rover style, we're going to do it slightly different, and the cars aren't going to touch the sand at all. So we've got a driving competition that is not on the beach, but on the beach. How cool is that? Okay, the contestants are leaving the lifeguard tower on a zip line and are running towards the kayak. Okay, they've collected the kayak and are making their way back to the Freelander. They're getting in the cars and they're driving over a wave track. They've swapped over drivers and now they're driving over a broken causeway. Now driving over a surf rescue buggy. And now they're driving the Freelander to the water's edge. You can hear the screams. It's Nora and Martin in the lead, running into the ocean for a swim. Okay, the boy is being collected by Martin and Nora. And now they're going to return to the lifeguard tower with the boy completing the course in the reverse direction. After three heats and a gripping final in this stunning location, there couldn't have been a more popular winner. Oh, it's just a dream. It's a dream to represent my country. It's a better dream to be representing and winning at home like the first hit so it's just incredible it's amazing i think it's an awesome feeling and i just wish all the competitors could feel the same as i'm feeling now martin what is it about you that you always bring the best out of your teammate uh that's i think we uh managed to bring the best out of both of us um this race really came down to the wire i think a little bit of luck came into it i caught a wave and lena was just ahead of me and i managed to get the momentum and go up the beach before her and as you saw right at the end it was just seconds I mean Nora had a great beach sprint and it, that's what it came down to I mean one second to win the, the stage start but there's no time to enjoy Rio the contestants fly to Santa Cruz in Bolivia tomorrow and that's when the third week of competition really starts in earnest now the first of Waldo's wild tips for this week and we'll get the dirty stuff out of the way quickly we're talking toilets <laughs> Now, there's a clever system in place in camp, but some people like Waldo seem to struggle with it. The problem is that you have to do your business in a black bag, which is biodegradable. And you carry it around with you in your vehicle until such time as you actually need to go. problem is, no one can get these bags open. <laughs> so, since it's really hot inside the little tents where our toilet seats are set up, it's absolutely imperative that you open your bag outside before you go in. Remember your toilet paper, and then carefully make your way through the mud to the toilet. Now, the toilets are basically tiny little green tents that are set up quite rigidly, um, just large enough for a small person to turn around in, and a large person like me might not make it. Um, so let's venture towards this one. It seems clear. I'm just checking for insects because, you know, I want to get bitten. The important thing to remember here is that if you have your head torch on, you turn into a silhouette so people can see exactly what you're doing in there the whole time. And the other thing is that your conditions underfoot and under toilet, as it were, could be a bit slippery and slidery. And the last thing you want to do is lose control over your bag. So make sure that your seat is securely positioned before you lower yourself onto it. And with that, I'm going in. I need both hands free to secure this black bag over the seat, which is going on right now. And there's a trick to it. You want to make sure that it's deep enough to contain everything. 
yet firm enough over the top that it doesn't slip and slide while you sit down. Now, I'm just making, making sure that this is secure on the ground before I actually um, prepare to uh, land on it. And it seems a bit rickety this evening. Hopefully it all goes well. well there we go. That's well positioned. Okay. Down goes the zip. Turn off the head torch before you show the world what you're doing. Ooh, a safe landing is just about made. I think you should clear off just about now, to be honest. Right, we'll leave Waldo to do his thing, and we'll check back with him later in this podcast. You're listening to the latest news from the Land Rover G4 Challenge. We're looking back at the action from Stage 3. Competitors had little time to enjoy the Brazilian city of Rio and the world-famous Copacabana Beach, as it was off to the Challenge's next destination, a three-and-a-half-hour flight to Bolivia, where they received a traditional welcome. It's a strange feeling of uh, raving in Bolivia. Everybody out to meet us. I uh, wasn't expecting this at all. Look at all the people dressed in their national costume fantastic at an airport and all the convoy then travelled to camp for the night my name's Claire Fothergill and I'm the environmental coordinator for the G4 challenge basically camp is where everybody comes to it's the one location where everybody comes to each day and so we provide the toilets we've got a very unique system where we provide people with biodegradable bags which fit over individual toilets and then we dispose of all that human waste into a sewer system at the end of each stage we've also got bins available for all rubbish and trash so we can carry that also to uh, suitable landfill sites and we have water and fresh fruit and bread each day and also obviously the tents are provided here next morning it was an early start and the first competition involved a swim in the lake there we go keep it going keep pushing that's it Gary of Ireland and Tack of Japan won the task and were the first pairing to set off for a 12-hour day of activities. <laughs> it was a brilliant start to the week. In fairness, uh, a lot of it goes down to Taka. We both swam out. We had the strategy of really memorising the information. When we come back, I could do the maps for Bolivia, but Taka knew the, uh, all the towns from uh, Thailand and Laos, north to south. I was... Uh, completely amazed. I think I'm getting really good at a strategy pitch competition. I wish I get some points from that. <laughs> Running, navigation, abseiling, driving and mountain biking. These are just some of today's competitions. We had to drive through 20 gates and all the course was in the sand so it was quite difficult to navigate there. We would get penalty if we touched the gates. We would get penalty if we miss any gates. We had to run on this soft sand to four checkpoints which were up in trees and you had to jumar up the rope to the top abseil down then unclip and run on to the next one um, and that was all pretty good it's pretty physical in the arms which I find myself pretty hard but the compulsory task was puddles rodeo and some had never ridden a horse before in their lives I can believe with Chivo Challenge you have with a horse I'm very very excited I never uh, ride horse before this is my first experience I'm very I very have, have fun. It's been a challenging day, both physically and mentally. And so for competitors, it was a welcome return to camp and a well-earned rest. But there's a feeling of uncertainty, as who knows what tomorrow will bring on the Land Rover G4 Challenge. After team partner selections last Sunday, Alina McMaster from Australia has a new competitor to work with on stage three. She's now paired with Michael from Greece, despite two weeks with her previous partner, Nora from Brazil. We asked her how she was coping without Nora. Yeah, I couldn't sleep last night without Nora in the tent. <laughs> a shocking night. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting not being with her. I do miss her. Um, but Michael's a great partner. We're having a lot of fun. So it's going to be a good week.
What about his strengths and weaknesses? I mean, do you feel that you're gelling well as a team? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously um, probably a bit fitter than, than Michael, so, you know, I was able to tow him on the run. He's a bit stronger, you know, in terms of, like, lifting his body weight and going up the ropes. Um, and he's an awfully fast driver. <laughs> he's good on the driving. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it it's complements each other well. Again, a good variety of activities for Stage 3. What has particularly been the highlight today for you? I'd have to say the horse riding. Um, that was great fun. I had a dodgy horse to start with. I mean, I had the same horse the whole way through, but it was very dodgy to start with. It wouldn't go out. I only wanted to come back in, and it wouldn't crow across any of the boggy stuff, and I thought horse riding was all about keeping your feet dry, and here's me getting off the horse, pulling the horse through the bog and the rivers and stuff because it wouldn't cross over. Um, but the last two checkpoints, it kind of decided it would just do what I told it eventually, and we had they were the longest ones too, which was good, so we had a good, you know, ride out and ride back a couple of times and good cantering so that was yeah got a real buzz out of that it was great it's unbelievable to think we're on stage three already how do you feel it's going for you um so far i think it's going pretty good i'm in sixth place at the moment and my aim this week is to at least get to fifth place and hopefully fourth place um and it's so hard to know how you're going i mean we had a good um first competition yesterday um and, you know, after that, that was done with everyone together, so you know how you place. But, you know, for the rest of the stage, you've just got no idea how you're placing in comparison to the other teams. So just have to cross our fingers, do the best we can, and wait and see. Let's get more now from Waldo. This time, how to spice up your boil-in-the-bag food. As you know, it's really tough in camp on Land Rover G4 Challenge because we've got everything that we don't need. We've got... Um, Tents, for instance. We might need them, but we don't like them. We've got sleeping bags. We'll need them, but we don't like them. We've got roll mats, ditto. What we also have that we don't like is boil-in-the-bag meals. Now, despite what I told you in the previous episode about chicken doppiata, it really isn't all it's cracked up to be. So what you want to do is find a little local stop and just dig into the local delicacies. We have, for instance, located a little roadside stall that sells green avocados. We've also got loads of fresh bread with German writing on it, curiously for Bolivia. And in talking about German writing, this is my favorite thing of the evening. These are five Frankfurters. But how do you cook them? That's the big question. And I'm going to tell you right now because one of my colleagues managed to find some tin foil. And we've got five Frankfurters going into tin foil and then going into the microwave oven, also known as a Range Rover Sport. Um, but there's one thing that tops all of this, which has to go everywhere you go. And that, the pièce de résistance, a pot of Vegemite. This is a podcast from the Land Rover G4 Challenge. We're looking back at the action from Stage 3 in Bolivia. I'm Mickey Curling, and she's Sam Lloyd. Wednesday morning, and the team's headed straight to the day's compulsory competition. Named Sketchy Bridge, it included abseiling, kayaking, running, and navigation. All tasks that current challenge leader, Dmitry of Russia, was looking forward to. I think this competition will be very interesting because... Uh, a lot of running in the river between the stones. It will be very difficult, but I like it. And uh, upsetting Jumarung, it's the best uh, chance for me to have a good result. So I'm doing one, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Set amidst the stunning scenery of Bolivia with its jagged rocks, trickling stream and sandy river beach, this was a popular event amongst competitors. Wow, that was amazing. It was good because there's rocks, cliff. Jumarung up and upsailing down, then running on the riverbanks. Big rocks, boulders. It was different than the experience for me. Come on, Gabriel, go! Today has proven to be very physical. Some events have been fun, 
Others have been tough. The most difficult for was the, the running and, the, and swimming in the canyon. The most exciting thing was for me the mountain biking, especially the downhill was very good. Driving was uh, well, a little bit complicated, but uh, we did it. The more exciting thing was getting to climb like a 100-meter waterfall, which was beautiful. You marring up the... Waterfall was definitely the toughest of the day today. It's pretty cold, it's pretty tough, and it's uh, pretty wet, but it's awesome. It's really, really enjoyable. Each day, these 18 individuals are being pushed to the absolute limit. But as the competition gets even more intense, only one can win. You need to have a bit of everything. Rudy Tulin from Belgium won the challenge in 2003. He's a support driver on this year's event. You need to be physical, strong, able to think about what you're going to do, not just go like a crazy guy and do something, but really think about strategy, basically. And as the days race by, accumulating points is even more crucial on the Land Rover G4 Challenge. Martin Dreyer from South Africa picked up a bad leg injury on stage two of the challenge. Sam caught up with him in camp to see how he's getting on with stage three. Uh, stage three has been good so far. Got a wonderful partner, Nora, from Brazil, and we've um, got on quite nicely. Um, today was exceptionally good. We got five activities, and I don't think many teams did, and I think we did okay in them. Although um, I'm feeling like I'm paying the price with my leg, pushing hard and have a bit of an injury, but... Um, just got to get through the week and then hopefully two days rest will help. These conditions are quite stark contrast to Laos and the sub-zero temperatures. How are you coping with it? Oh, this cold weather is not really my forte. Um, Laos is a lot more pleasant, although when we were in 40 degrees plus, I was complaining then, and I'll probably keep complaining no matter what. Um, they're telling me that it's going to be minus 18 on the Sella de Yoni, and um, this is about zero at the moment, and it's absolutely freezing. So I'm just going to have to wear all the clothes I've got and probably sit in the car with the heater on. What about the variety of activities you faced over the last couple of days? Have they been good? I think that um, going into stage three, as we are right now, they've stepped up the level of competition. The activities have got a little bit harder and much more physical. Um, Maybe it's we're getting a little bit more tired, but I think um, the stuff that they're making us do is much more challenging. And it's yeah, it's it's good to be out here in the wild in um, Bolivia. It's really um, quite primitive. We just um, are waiting for our chicken stew to arrive from one of the local huts, and it's costing a big five Bolivias, which is eighty cents US. I cannot <laughs> believe that a whole plate of food for eighty cents US. Amadi, the days are going by so quickly. What are the tactics now for the rest of the challenge? Oh, the, the my tactics are more um, to live to a, a motto that I, I use: uh, "Steady wins the game." Just not make mistakes and just trying to be consistent. Um, we still got many more days to go, and just don't want to do anything silly like lose all our competitions if you miss the camp curfew. So. I think I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing and hopefully it'll keep me in the top four for the the final week. This is Mickey Curling in Sucre at the end of stage three of the Land Rover G4 Challenge. This week, the competitors have been travelling higher and higher into the Andes. Sam now has the action from Thursday. After a night camping out in freezing sub-zero temperatures, it was an early start for the teams as they prepared for yet another intense day of competition. Each day, the route heads further up into the high plains of the Andes, reaching an altitude of nearly 3,000 metres. 
The climate and conditions are a stark contrast to that of the heat and humidity of Laos. It's a lot cooler. Uh, but the altitude is uh, taking your breath away. But it's uh, it's a lot more convenient. So we have a dry and cold and high. So we are starting to feel the altitude. So it's starting to feel a little bit tired. So it's really different. Hi, I'm uh, Mike Irani. I'm the event medical director. We're reaching some high altitudes. How does that affect the body and the competitors? In many, many different ways. The most significant and troublesome is that of malaise. Just absolutely can't be bothered to do something. Oh, this, do I have to? Oh, no, no, I've got to pick up a glass of water and so on. You know, that kind of fatigue that sets in, which leads to uh, greater problems if unresolved early on. Today's competitions include running and orienteering, driving and navigation. But the compulsory event was the dreaded downhill madness. Mountain biking with a 1,000 metre drop. In the first one kilometre, I lost my two tyres. I completed all course uh, flat tyres. <laughs> it's quite you know, the torture for me. <laughs> it was quite to- torture for me. I tried to be fast. Unfortunately, I think I have a little hole in my, uh, my wheel. And uh, I lost about maybe two minutes, but it was faster than uh, replacing new new tube. What I tried to do is just keep it slowly and uh, be careful not to uh, have a flat tire, and I did it all right. I got a flat less than a K. I took off the wheel and got out, you know, my spare and everything, and went to pump it up, and the pump that I had didn't work. So I grabbed the bike, grabbed the wheel and just started running down the hill, bike in one hand, wheel in the other. About 500 metres down I came across Tice who was fixing a flat so I borrowed his pump. But you know there's lots of people that got punctures so I picked off some you know as I went down and didn't finish last so that was good. The stunning Bolivian scenery has been spectacular. Competitors have driven along the rocky, windy and dusty roads but for them their effort as teams is now over as the focus is on tomorrow's stage three final when they will compete not as pairs but as individuals. Dr Mike Irani was talking in that report about altitude sickness. He's responsible for looking after everyone's health in camp and he's brought a mobile emergency team with him. Yeah well, we're very lucky I, I- um, we've got uh, people that are covering the main bases. These people uh, that we've got, uh, first of all, we've got a trauma and orthopaedic specialist, Hans Binder. We've got uh, Nick Patel, who's a professor of neurosurgery at uh, Bristol. We've got uh, Dominic Durr, who's an intensivist and uh, A&E specialist, so acute medicine, and then carrying on from acute, which is if we need to repatriate somebody by helicopter, he's a specialist in that. He comes from Germany, but he works in Luxembourg. And we've got uh, a dentist, of all people, in case somebody has a a problem with their teeth or needs... um, uh, some sort of veneer put in or whatever or a little diamond, you know, sapphire put in you know, that sort of uh, essential uh, <laughs> acute trauma, because it could be completely emotionally traumatic to somebody if they uh, haven't got nice fine white laser polished teeth So what's your role day to day then? Are you monitoring the competition and keeping in touch with each other? Yeah, we've been very, very fortunate in that uh, the event staff amongst uh, Simon Day and uh, his, his crew uh, every day and before we came out here for many, many months, have, um, we've rehearsed it. We've looked at where we're going. We've looked to see what uh, possibilities exist 
exists. For example, today there's this, <laughs> this is a sort of nightmare 45-minute uh, downhill uh, ride over 1,500 metres on a mountain bike. That's it's almost like sort of dropping vertically, <laughs> but they haven't got parachutes. And uh, for that, uh, all four cars, all four uh, medical teams will be in uh, in action simultaneously at the uh, at the same place. We've um, so what we do in the morning is we get up, we have our sort of morning ward round. Let's go around and see if people that uh, we know have been ill or have injuries. Uh, check up on them. Check up on other people who might have developed problems during the night and are feeling a bit rough. And then we go to our sites. These are the places which we've identified are going to be the problem areas, like. Um, for example, abseiling, rock climbing, that's a problem area, for example. In cold climates like this, even running, if you've been running through a stream, will hi- cause hypothermia, potentially. So you have to be ready, you have to make sure support drivers have got their um, the warm clothing, the dry clothing ready, etc. So we, we're in a kind of a preventative um, phase there. And then, of course, we have to support vehicles. We go, in fact, in the sort of the convoy, we're coupled with buddy cars. For example, the ambulance one in which I am, we're with uh, comms a communications car and workshop one. So if there is a problem, we've got the ambulance there, we've got the communications to report and get other help in if needs be, and we've got the workshop to retrieve the car if it's crashed or whatever. So that way we've got kind of got a fairly multifaceted uh, and integrated approach to uh, supporting the, the competitors and the staff. Yeah. This is the Land Rover G4 Challenge podcast. Now next week, the competitors face their final stage of competition then at the end of the week the top four will compete head-to-head for the chance to win a range rover in each stage points are gained by working with partners during the week but the stage final every friday gives individuals the chance to excel friday morning and the competitors thoughts are focused on the stage three final i want to go to sleep again piece the tent going to sleeping bag and but you know we got to do it so I will try my best this time as well. My name's Nikki Davis and I'm the event director for the Land Rover G4 Challenge. They have to hold their nerve. They're going to be jumping off in about 10 minutes' time, doing a massive bridge swing, jumaring all the way back up. Mountain biking. And then we've got to run across sand. Downstream kayaking. So a real mix of activities. Mountain biking will be very tough because the ground is very sandy. They're not my uh, favourite events, but I'll just give it my best shot and, uh, and see where I come out. Set in a stunning ravine overlooking the mountains, 18 individuals made last-minute preparations as they got ready to swing from the Santa Rosa Bridge. Oh, my God! Oh! You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So I'm to jump. Oh, it's a jump. It's time like that. Oh! Oh! They're going to have to take a great big deep breath and off they go. It was amazing, really very incredible to, to jump from the bridge. I feel my stomach in my mouth and the last part, climbing the, from the water to the, the bridge, I finish completely destroyed. But I'm happy, really happy. Oh, this is one of my more difficult individual races I've done. Started with a bridge swing, which was absolutely frightening, but just had a jump and all went well until I had to ascend back up the rope. And I just my ropes just got tangled and I actually had to use my mouth my teeth to pull the rope through my sending device to get up and it just took a long, long time. But after an extremely physical test, Dimitri of Russia was the eventual winner. Amazing race. Uh, before the start, uh, I decided that if I will have a little advantage after the climbing, I will, have, I will have a chance to be first. 
and I did it. The convoy then made the five-hour trek to Sucre to discover the results of stage three. With just one week to go, the nerves are definitely setting in. The competition certainly hotted up. I mean, everybody's still enjoying the event, I believe, but you can definitely see a change in the atmosphere. Um, a lot of people are trying to have the best result possible. We are getting closer to the end. It's only one stage left, so if you are pretty low on the rankings now, you can't... Uh, change everything you have just uh, the chance to climb a little bit just got to maximize every single event that you do and uh, and maximize the time in between tasks and just prepare and that's all that's all you can do really just try your hardest on every every moment it's very important to get a good partner for the last week otherwise it could blow everything away so everybody's really concerned about the the the, the results but the leader for the second week in a row it was uh, so strange week because we lost a lot of uh, competitions a lot of time it's, it doesn't matter really because we have a s- we have fun that was Dimitri from Russia the humble champion for stage 3 so now we're on to the fourth and final stage of the journey next week the 18 competitors head out towards Tarija via Potosi the highest city in the world at 4,070 metres even the fittest person and that really isn't me by any stretch of the imagination is going to struggle with the altitude in the next and final podcast we'll bring you all the action from the week and of course the final results on the Land Rover G4 Challenge Thank you.